Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D. from Coffee with Carrie. It's such a privilege to do this adventure we call homeschooling with you. Thank you for tuning in again and walking this homeschooling journey with us. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and now our new book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me today. Today, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. What really needs to be done before we start our first week of school? Even if this is your 15th year of homeschooling, you might find some interesting hints or ideas in today's podcast, so hang out with us. And if last year got off to an awful start, or you're homeschooling for the first time this year, then you definitely want to listen in today. Okay, mamas, let's face it. After last year's big bust due to COVID-19, you either have super high expectations for this year, some major trepidation about this coming school year, or you figure it's got to be better than last year. I actually have all three thoughts about this coming school year. I feel like it definitely can't be any worse than last year. And I do have some super high expectations since this will be my very last year officially homeschooling. My baby boy is a senior this year, so I will be retiring the homeschooling mama hat in May and officially exchanging it for the been there, done that, how can I help you stay sane mentor hat. And I certainly have some uneasiness going into this year based on how much was lost out on last year. I hope and pray things will get back to normal, or at least the new normal this year will be just as fun, exciting, and memorable. So first thing you need to do to get ready for this coming school year is to own your feelings about starting this new year. Own them, share them, and then give them to the Lord. You may not know what this school year will look like, but God does. And no matter what is ahead, God's plans for you and for your child will prevail. We must remember that ultimately, God is the teacher of our children. He promises to teach them and great will be their peace. The hard part is truly trusting in this promise in Isaiah. Now, as you pray about next year's curriculum and schedules and your plans, ask yourself three questions. One, what went well last year, and what do you want to make sure you keep or do again? Second, what went horribly wrong last year, and what gave you the most stress? And the third question, what did you really want to do or try last year that you never had a chance to try or an opportunity to do? So create a list with three columns and write each question in each column. What went well last year? What went horribly wrong last year? And what did you really want to try and do that you never had a chance to? Then make yourself a strong pot of coffee or a cup of tea, pray, and brainstorm the answers to these three questions. List out all of your answers. Ask your kids, ask your hubby, get everyone's input. Now, look at your first list. What went so well last year, you want to make sure you include it again this year. The things on this list will be where you will put most of your time, your effort, and your money into this year. If it was a particular math curriculum, then buy it again. 
If it was a particular schedule you used, then use it again. If it was a resource you went to again and again, then keep reading it or keep listening to it this year. If it was something that added joy to your day or brought out the giggles in your kids, then definitely do it again this coming year. Now look at the second list. What brought you the most stress last year and what went so badly that you cringe just thinking about it right now? So maybe on the flip side, if it was a math curriculum you used that brought you or your child to tears each day, then dump it. Even if it worked well in years past or it worked well for older kids, you got to listen to Albert Einstein. Doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results is just plain insanity. So drop it and it's okay to do so. If a particular class or teacher or method didn't fit your child's learning style, then don't plan to do it again. If your kid loved Zooming classes, great. But if Zooming felt like you were in the pit of hell each and every time your child signed on, then don't take any online classes this year, even if we have to go into another national shutdown. Trust me, you can homeschool without Zoom and without outside classes. If online classes stress you out, then don't take any this year. If you're trying to do a certain method like classical or nature studies or morning time baskets because it's all the rage, but it just didn't work for you or your family, then don't do it. I tell mamas all the time to guard their mornings so they can learn together each day before other commitments and interruptions get in the way. But hey, not all of you are morning people. If you're a night owl or your family sleeps in, then ignore my advice and just guard some part of your day that works best for you and your family. It's okay if a curriculum or a method worked wonders for your friend, but doesn't work for you. That's the beauty of homeschooling. Do what you love. Teach what you love. Be who you are. Your homeschool should look very different than your friends. The most important thing about this second list is having the courage to eliminate what's on it. It might be forever, or you might just be eliminating it just for a season. Pray for discernment and seriously take into account what your husband and what your kids suggest too. Finally, look at your third list. What did you really want to do or try last year that you just never had a chance to do? This is the list that is always the most exciting for me and the list that usually gets me in the most trouble. I have so many things I want to do and try and the temptation is to do and add them all. If you're brand new to homeschooling, my best advice I can give to you is spend your first year focusing just on the basics, reading, writing, math, and some other area you love or your kids are passionate about. And that might be music or art, history, sewing, robotics, whatever. Just spend your first year getting your feet wet while you're trying to figure out your family's natural homeschooling groove. There will be plenty of time next year to add in other academic areas or classes. It may seem like you're not doing enough, but you really are. Trust me, they won't get behind. One-on-one tutoring with you and lots of free time to explore will reap many, many, many rewards and blessings. If you're a veteran homeschooler, then add one or two things you have always wanted to do. 
try putting into your morning time basket or including it in your family learning time. Or replace one of the items that was stressing you out with one of the new things you really want to try. If it's a financial burden, pray really hard for God's discernment on this one. If you feel God is calling you to do it or try it, well then trust God will make a way for it to happen. All right, so once you've narrowed down your list of books, curriculum, classes, and schedules you want to keep, delete, and try, then plan a day of dedication. This is a day I set aside each August to pray over our school year and to dedicate it to the Lord. It should be a kid-free morning, afternoon, or day. Ask your hubby or a friend to take the kids for the day. Then spread out all of your books, your curriculum, your planner, your calendar, supplies, flyers, your list, everything. Just spread it all out on the floor. Then fall on your knees and pray over everything. Ask God for more discernment and guidance. Ask Him for creative solutions to issues that you still haven't quite figured out yet for this year. Pray that His will will be done this year, not yours. Pray over each child specifically. Find a theme verse for each child and pray that verse and claim that promise for each child. Pray over your calendar in your home that all of it will bring glory and honor to God this year. Pray over the curriculum and the classes and that you and your children will meet God in a new and exciting way this year through those studies. Find a theme verse for your year and pray that over your family, your home, and your homeschooling. Then I end my day of dedication with this prayer, which I based it on 1 Corinthians 10.31, Psalm 19.14, and Numbers 6.24-26. through 26. May everything we do and say be for the honor and glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in His sight. May the Lord bless us, keep us, and shine His face upon us. May the Lord be gracious to us, turn His face upon us, and give us peace. And then I pray Ephesians three fourteen through 21 and insert each child's name into each verse. Then, after your day of dedication, set an official day to start school. Announce it to everyone in the family and put it on the calendar. And plan some fun activities to do that day to celebrate a new year. Make some of those activities your traditions, too. Some of you, you take pictures with your chalkboard that announces first day of kindergarten or first day of fifth grade. Some of you make a special breakfast and even make pancakes in the shape of the grade level your child is starting. We spend our first day of school doing our back-to-school shopping. I give the kids a Target or a dollar store or a Visa gift card with a prepaid amount on it. And then I set them loose to pick out their own notebooks, backpacks, pens, pencils, supplies, etc. I give them a list of some of the things that they will need for art or nature studies or for their writing that year, but I let them pick them out and get whatever else they want or need. The only criteria is that they stay within the budget and not go over the prepaid amount on the card. Little did they know, but they had their first math lesson that day while picking out their back-to-school stuff. Whatever you decide to do, just make sure you make the first day of school a super special day, and make sure you spend time as a family praying and dedicating the year to the Lord as well. And may I also suggest that you try a soft start. 
this is like a soft opening for new businesses. So instead of trying to do everything you have planned for every child the first week of school, try a soft start instead. For our family, I only did three things our first week of school. I introduced our new math curriculum or our new math materials, our new read aloud book, and our new Bible study or devotion for the year. We spent the first week getting back into the swing of earlier mornings, our new routine, and some of our new curriculum. It gave the kids and I a chance to get into our new math, our new read aloud, and our new Bible study groove before we added all the other stuff. I also tried to start our school before any other outside classes started too. This way, we had at least one or two weeks of no interruptions to help us get back into the groove of things. Then the second week, we would add in our writing stuff and our history topic for the year. Then by the third week, we would add our science or our nature studies, our art and music studies, and any other outside classes that we might be taking that year. We would ease into our new year while getting used to each new subject, each new curriculum, and each new routine, little by little, week by week. Another way you could do a soft start or a soft opening is to start with one child at a time. For example, spend the first week doing school with just your eldest. This way, you're concentrating on one child at a time. The younger ones can still play and enjoy the freedom of summer hours and activities while you're working one-on-one with your eldest. Then the second week, you add in the next child and help him or her get acquainted with their new books and routine. Then by the third week, you can add in the rest of the younger kids. This will also help your toddler or your TK student ease into the new routine of playing independently or with other siblings while you're working one-on-one with one of their brothers or sisters. And also, try to get up before everyone else the first week of school. Even if you're not a morning person, this will allow you some uninterrupted time with the Lord, time to gather your thoughts, time to gather materials for the day, and to help you not feel rushed or behind when the pitter-patter of little feet start roaming around the house and start scrounging for food. Lastly, plan to celebrate at the end of the first week. Thank God for the great start and for the freedom and safety to school at home and as a family. Cook a family meal or go on an adventure. Spend time at the beach if they're open. Have a movie night. Go out for ice cream. There's no need to make it fancy or expensive. Just plan to celebrate any and all accomplishments you had your first week, even if they were teeny tiny ones. Mamas, just breathe. If God has called you to homeschool this year, then you can do it. And I'm fully confident God has big and mighty plans for both you and your children this year. Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. We also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, Coffee with Carrie Consultant. And don't forget to check out our new book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. You can find it on Amazon, Amazon Kindle, or any of your favorite bookstores. May I humbly suggest you read this book before you start the school year. I promise it will help you take a deep breath, to relax, and to focus on what's really important. If you heard something you liked, then share our podcast or our Instagram and website with a friend who might need a little encouragement. 
or share our new book with a friend who's a little nervous about homeschooling this coming year. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.